1: This is the Fly the W 670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 54. The Cubs nail down the Nats. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. In this segment, Crawley interviews Cubs radio analyst on 670 The Score, Former Cubs All-Star Ron Coomer, just a great guy to talk about. His radio partner, Pat Hughes, his partner is going into the Hall of Fame this weekend and a special radio program to honor Pat will be airing on The Score on Friday from 6 until 9 on 6.70 The Score. And, right, Coomer and Zach are joining Pat out in Cooperstown this weekend. Pat wanted to share the weekend with his radio partners. Joining me now on the fly, the W broadcast we have a very special guest you know him as the plate radio analyst on 670 the score ron coomer coom how are you doing
2: i'm doing great How how things going
1: oh i am i am so happy this is got this is such an exciting weekend for cub fans players past and present the organization and especially for you guys in the cubs broadcast team 28 years Pat Hughes is the radio broadcaster of the Cubs. That's more than half my life. He's finally going to be honored as the Ford Frick Award winner, recognizing excellent in broadcasting. How are you feeling right now about this, and when are you heading to Cooperstown?
2: Well, I'm feeling great about it. I, You know, I know Pat's probably in a little different position than I am. He's probably grinding a little harder thinking about this speech he's got to give on Saturday, but we're all doing good. I, We're all very happy and proud of, you know, for Pat, happy for Pat and proud of them and, and all those things. So, um, just looking forward to getting to Cooperstown. We are going to head, uh, Mitch Rosen and I and Zach Zaidman are going to head there on Friday with the Cubs, um, uh, with Tom Ricketts and Crane Kenny and, and our group and Colin and, uh, Bauchner, and we're all going to head to Cooperstown Friday and there's a dinner Friday night. And I know Saturday is the induction Saturday, I think early afternoon. So, just, just excited. It's my first time going to Cooperstown. I always wanted to wait until one of my friends went in, you know, and I had a couple that are in there, a couple of teammates that are buddies and was unable to go when they got inducted. And now my partner going in and my buddy, um, uh, going, going in it's Pat and I uh, couldn't be happier to go and support him in this, uh, just a great, great moment for him and his family.
1: Now, Coombe, you grew up in Chicago, and and as you know, the Cubs have a long line of legendary broadcasters. If you go back to Vince Lloyd and Jack Quinlan and Lou Boudreau, Miles Hamilton, uh, Harry Carey, Lloyd Pettit. I mean, as someone who's listened to a lot of these broadcasts, what is it about Pat Hughes that makes him a Hall of Fame broadcaster?
2: Well, you got to remember Jack Brickhouse too, right? Jack, was he's another Hall of Famer, right? That's uh, the guy that we kind of grew up listening to. I know I did as a kid, and he was part of the reason I became a broadcaster even thought about it. Um, but I, what makes Pat a hall of famer? I, I just, there's a lot of things. It's not one thing. When you listen to Pat on the air, there's a, there's a comfort, right? And, and I'm not speaking from his partner. I'm speaking from the fan who's been listening to Pat for years, you know, as a Cub fan, right? I mean, I grew up a Cub fan and, and listening to Cubs games and watching Cubs games and um, as I was playing, you know, in the big leagues, I would always try to find out how the Cubs are doing and listen to the broadcast. And um, if I was on the road somewhere, at times, and uh, and then when I became a Cub, we became friends. And so I think to answer your question, there's a few things. One, his voice is just tremendous on the air. Um, his pace of game and how he. Um, spells out what's happening right and it paints the picture is um as good as anybody in baseball and and then I think there's a there's a thing that comes across on the air I don't think I know it does and there's a kindness to him to him and who he is and what he is and what he represents that's good right and and wholesome and that's our game and that all comes across uh, on the air and then as his partner I, I I've never met a guy that's um Open to everybody being included. He's a very inclusive guy when it comes to airtime, unlike a lot of broadcasters and play-by-play guys. He's very inclusive to everybody that's involved, and that's a special gift. And, and, you know, he's well, well worthy of this honor, but there's a lot of reasons why he's a Hall of Famer.
1: Now, as you kind of talked about, you know, Jack Brickhouse being a guy that that made you want to be a broadcaster, you got that opportunity uh, with the Twins first off, and then you picked a good year to come over to the Cubs in uh, 2014. What was those first few broadcasts like with Pat, and how did he make the transition to the Cubs radio booth easier for you?
2: Well, I can tell the story very quickly. He made it very easy, the transition. Uh, The broadcasting itself, not easy the transition of coming over to the Cubs and being with him, uh, very easy. He, you know, he was just very welcoming and, and very friendly and, and, you know, we bonded right away. Uh, but, you know, trying to find a rhythm and fitting in with Pat, you know, and wanting to be a, a plus to the broadcast and, you know, him not having to carry me so much, you know, was something I was, um, just trying to figure out how that was going to be the case. Um, at the beginning, you know, I was following Keith Moreland was there for a few years, but Ronnie Sano who was a friend. Um, was there a long time. And, you know, um, the Pat and Ron show once again. So it was one of those things that, you know, you're not going to replace Ron Sano, but Pat made it very easy. Um, he really did. And he's, as I said, he's a, he's a great friend and he is, he's been open on the air to everybody being included. And, and I think that's, that's the one thing that, when you're around Pat long enough, you, you see that there's very little ego and very much let's do a good broadcast and be prepared. And that's, that's him in a nutshell.
1: You, you talked a little bit about, you know, what, you know, Pat's cadence and some of the, the stuff that makes him such a good broadcaster. And the funny thing about it is when you listen to Pat, he makes it look so easy, but he puts in a tremendous amount of work for every broadcast. What does an average game day look like for Pat? What do you see him do to prepare for broadcasts?
2: Well, you know, you know, when he gets
1: to the ballpark,
2: um, you know, basically all he does is he fills out his lineup card and does a little reading of the game notes like we all do. But his preparation starts, you know, first thing in the morning when he wakes up, I, you know, like for both of us. You get up in the morning and you make the, the, the morning coffee like everybody. But instantly you go right to the news of the day in Major League Baseball and, and you're prepping and then you're looking at the – you know, the opposing team and who's hot, who's not, what they're doing when they're coming in. You know, like we have the Cardinals coming in and Hall of Fame weekend. So, you know, you prep for the Cardinals and what they've done. And, and by the time Pat gets to the ballpark, there's nothing that's happened in Major League Baseball or with, say, say this week in the Cubs and Cardinals that he's not aware of or I'm not aware of. So I think the preparation is, uh, is not something that happens you know, once you get to the ballpark, the preparation is something that's ongoing all day long. And that's the job. And that's what we love about the job. I I got no problem opening my computer first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee and reading about what happened in Baltimore, New York, or LA, and what's going to happen tonight in Chicago. And I think we're both in that, you know, we both feel that way. And that's what, you know, why we can play off each other so well, because we both know, You know what? I know Pat read everything that's happened yesterday as I did. So we're all, you know, we're kind of on the same page.
1: One of the things that, you know, I'm a big collector of Cubs memorabilia, Ron, and and I've bought two different scorecards. One was the game seven scorecard. One was the Kerry Wood 20K scorecard. And I love those scorecards because you get to see Pat's notes that he has written on there. And it's just kind of like a fun behind the scenes look. You know what I mean?
0: Passion, drive and patience.
2: Absolutely. You, you know, the the thing about the card, everybody has their different ways of doing things and a lot of guys use the computers solely now, but I, I'm a scorebook person. And so is Pat obviously. And his card, his scorecard is unique in that all of his notes for the game are on the card. And he, so he just has a little outline on the right side of his scorecard. And so you can follow along. If you watch, let's say game seven and you have the scorecard, you can see where we've checked off the box of some of the things that we wanted to touch on throughout the game. Now, sometimes we get to most of them, and we both understand, you know, the game's 10 to 2. You, you get a lot of free time to talk about a lot of things. <laughs> um, when it's a really good game or game seven of the World Series, um, the, the conversation stuck right to the ball game. That was um, something that, you know, you're, you're, there's not a lot of extra stuff other than just what's happening when it comes to game seven.
1: Now, Pat's called a lot of legendary games in Cubs history. The Kerrywood 20K game, the Sosa, Sosa McGuire home run chase, the Brandt Brown, Brown drop ball, you know, no hitters, postseason games. And like we were just talking about the 2016 World Series. You had a front row to many of these calls. Is there anyone that kind of stands out to you or that gives you goosebumps?
2: Well, I, I think first for- and foremost, game seven, you have to go there. You know, when you're talking about Cubs baseball, there, you know, in our lifetime. And we haven't had a game seven, right? We never had one. And to do game seven sitting next to him um, was special. The whole day was special leading up to the ball game and trying to get prepared for it. And, you know, we get to the ballpark in the World Series so early. You know, I think we were at the ballpark at 1230 or quarter to one. We didn't play till eight o'clock on the East Coast. So you get a lot of time uh, and a lot of prep time and, and there's just only so much you can prep for. And then you just got to play the game. And, uh, but I, I know the feeling that we both had along with Mitch Rosen, our our executive producer in the booth, the three of us, um, you know, let's say that five minutes before game time, man, that's a, that's an energy unlike anything else. And, uh, that was fun, but you know, once the game started, it was, here's Pat, it's the old Here we go. You know, just the, the constant, you know, way of calling the game and um, that, that to me is the game. When I watch it again, still on marquee or, or hear it on our station with the score, I'm just instantly, it brings me right back to that moment.
1: You know, as you know, I go, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to a ton of games, so I don't always get to hear the broadcast, but what I do usually is the next day I'll listen to it. They have them archived. Um, in the MLB app and to me, the, the, the moment when they clinched versus the Cardinals in 2015, the NLDS, was it that one? Or was it the 2016? I can't, but there's a line where Pat says, I wish you could all be here right now. And that one to me always kind of really, really kind of gives, you know, gives me goosebumps, gets the hair on my back of my neck up. Um, Pat's been up for the Ford Frick Award a few times before, and he didn't get in. There has to be a feeling of disappointment when that call doesn't come. How nervous were you this year when it came time for that call, or were you confident that this year was going to be the year?
2: I thought he had a good chance this year. I really did. I, I we all had a pretty good feeling. Um, I can't speak for Pat, but I think the rest of us, you know, Mitch Rosen and I and Crane Kenny and the Cubs people probably Tom Ricketts and Colin Faulkner I think we all had a pretty good feeling about it but I know you know just from being friends with a lot of the people in Major League Baseball I know that there's other great candidates if you're on that list you know Tom Hamilton for instance from Cleveland who called game seven of the World Series in the booth next to us another great candidate who did not get in and Pat did and you talk about two of the best in our game right now you, you know you who do you give it to, right? So um, there were a lot of great guys on that um, on that list. I was just really happy Pat got in. Uh, we were sitting here by our phones waiting to get the, the, the news that he got in. So we were all waiting, and then we shot right over to his house to uh, congratulate him and celebrate with him. But, you know, you wait. You, you wonder, is it going to happen? And, and it did
1: for him. Well, you know, let's talk about it because we are going to celebrate this weekend. It's Hall of Fame weekend. It's here. And to honor the legacy of Pat Hughes, 670 The Score will be airing an audio retrospective of Pat's career. It's called Pat's Call to the Hall this Friday, July 21st from 6 to 9 p.m. And it's going to be hosted by you and Zach Zaidman. Could you tell our listeners what they can expect when they listen into this broadcast?
2: Well, it's, it's going to be a, a who's who of baseball people from players, ex-players, um, Hall of Fame broadcasters and broadcasters and friends, right, that have all been around uh, baseball for a very long time. And, you know, it's the who's who of baseball. When you're talking about who we've been able to talk to, I know I've had a great chance and a lot of fun to talk to some of the greats in our game that I get to see sometimes fairly regular because they're broadcasting, you know, for another team, you know, against the Cubs and then some guys we don't get to see all that often, but, um, they were all very open to, you know, talking about Pat and, um, so you're going to get the, you know, from the Bob costass and, you know, some of the other people, they're just, just a boatload of guys that are, um, very happy for Pat and very open to, uh, to talk about, um, you know, him going into the hall. A lot of the guys, as we've taped some of this stuff, they're going to be there with us. So it's going to be fun when we get to get Cooper's down.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the list of uh, some of these names, Joe Madden, David Ross, Bob Costas, a- and one of the great cup fans that all Chicago fans know Eddie Vedder. I mean, that- that's an all-star lineup, Coom.
2: Yeah, it's, it's very good. I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, it was just fun. It's fun for me to be able to do that. And, and just be the part of the, um, just just part of interviewing and talking about, about you know, Pat and his role and, and some of the things that he's done with some of the greats in our game, you know, that have called it as well as anybody. So it's, it's, it was really fun.
1: Not only that, um, the, the score 670 The Score will also air Pat's induction speech on July 22nd, that's this Saturday, following the broadcast of the Cubs-Cardinals game. And if you didn't catch Pat's call to the hall on Friday, it will air again after Pat's speech. Coom, I appreciate you taking some time out of your very busy day to talk about this, but this is going to be a fun one for Cub fans and no one better than you to, to really kind of tell us about Pat because you guys sp- share a special bond, and that comes through on the radio broadcast.
2: Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. And I know I'll see you here at the ballpark real soon. So always good to talk to you. We, you know, we've had a lot of fun together. So thanks. Yeah.
1: Thank you, kum You take care. All right. We're good, my friend. Thank you so much for hopping on. Absolutely. Yep. Good take deal. Care. See you, Crow.